Hey, all my littles and my bigs, it's Barbara Jarabek here with the Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode 19, Five Dogs, Nine Chickens, and a Cat. Ugh, why? Why, why, why? I'll tell you why. I have myself three dogs, nine chickens, and no cat, unless you count George, who lives under a table out front. This is a typical morning. I just wanted to share with you. I'm sure you all have a little bit of a different routine over the holiday, whether you went somewhere for the winter break or whether you stayed home. I don't know what other people do with their animals, but my family brings their animals with them. It's fine. It's just a lot of animal manatee in the house at one time. Here is a typical day. I wake up in the morning because I hear really muffled Oof. And it's Tess way off in the far corner of the house in her crate. She sleeps in a crate at night. It keeps her from chewing things up. Start my morning by hearing her going woof woof. And I try to ignore her. But just in case you ever try it, a pillow over my head does not work. You can still hear it. And then I start worrying. Does she have to go potty? Does she just want to eat? What does she see at the chicken coop outside her window? I try to quietly get out of bed because at this point I have four other dogs and a cat in the house that I don't want to wake up. It's usually about 6.30 in the morning when this all begins. And I'm just like, please, 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 everybody stay asleep for a little bit longer. As I get out of bed, we have hardwoods. The floor's cold, so I want to put on my slippers. I only have one. That's the beginning of a typical morning over the holidays. There's usually just one slipper because out of five dogs, probably there's two likely suspects that would steal my other slipper. Either Lincoln, the hot dog, or Tess, naughty pants, which is more likely. I get up and I start to shuffle, shuffle, shuffle quietly as I can. I shuffle out to the kitchen to turn on my coffee. Well, as I'm shuffling, I pass the guest room. My guests right now are Lincoln, the long-haired dachshund, green eyes, black and gray patterned hair, and Zeke, the red Carolina hound. Very serious, both of them are in there by themselves because my son, Nickleby, and his girlfriend, Sydney, are on a short holiday of their own before Christmas. So they said, Mom, will you keep the dogs? I'm like, sure, no problem. How bad could that be? Oh my gosh, it's raining all week. It's going to be a little challenging. Uh, you have dogs everywhere. So I'm shuffling down the hall trying to get to the coffee maker and Lincoln's nose appears under the door and he's like, snoof. So now I have way far corner of the house, boof, boof, with Tess. And I have schnoof, schnoof, under the door with Lincoln. Zeke starts tippy-tapping, tippy-tapping. He just walks in circles all over the hardwood in the guest room going, hey, 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 I'm awake too. As I get to the kitchen, there is Lou and Mel. Lou is the 17-year-old beagle terrier. So she looks like a shrunken beagle. She's so old, she covers herself with a blanket and she will wake up whenever she wakes up. So she doesn't really have to worry about her. I only have to worry about the other dogs going nuts for getting there's something actually under that blanket and stepping on her. Then there is Mel, who's the Labrador Basset. Unless there's food involved first thing in the morning, she doesn't really care. She's just, 
keep it moving, everybody. Leave me alone until the food starts happening. Don't even bug me. I try to make it to the coffee. And at this point, I really hear Lincoln and Zeke in the guest room going, oh, they're starting to talk. And then Tess can hear them talk. So she starts to talk. So they're talking across the house. Well, everybody else is still asleep but me. I'm going back and I quickly let Zeke and Lincoln out of the guest room, which you would think would solve the problem. But no, because now they're so joyful at being let out. They go boing, go boing, go boing, like lunging across the house. Zeke does bunny hops. He's just jumping up and down and twirling in circles. And Lincoln, he's so short and he has to take so many steps to get anywhere that it's like dun, 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 dun. he's like tippy tapping at high speed. Goes over to Tess's cage, who still has not been let out. And he's like, hey, 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 Tess. Hey, hey, ha, 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 ha. you want to come out and play? And Tess starts clawing at the cage going, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I just want them all to go outside and go potty. So they give me like two seconds of a break to make my cup of coffee. So I let Tess out. Tess, literally every time you let her out of her kennel, she has to have what we call a thing. She has to be carrying a thing in her mouth. She's super joyful in the morning and she just wants to be like, I love life. Let me get a thing. And a thing used to be a dog toy. But now her thing could be a shoe. Her thing could be a dog bed. It could be a cardboard box she left on the ground. She will just grab the first thing that comes to her face and just run around the house with it. This morning, she grabbed one of those cardboard tubes that comes inside wrapping paper and just started running around with it. Think about it, you all. Those things are like three feet long. And I'm not talking where she's running with it pointing front straight ahead. She's running with it sideways. <laughs> it's like ba-bam, ba-bam, ba-bam. Plants get knocked over. You have to be careful where you do put your coffee cup when you finally get your coffee, of which I have not yet. She just starts running all over. And if you don't take it from her, she will eat the entire cardboard tube. Yes, it is true. So usually we rip off a piece. I know this is weird, but I rip off a piece a couple inches long, throw it one direction, then quick get rid of the other cardboard piece another direction. And she will like yum, 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 eat that cardboard right up. I now have Lincoln, Zeke, and Tess at the back door going, I want to go out, I want to go out, got to go potty, got to go potty. I open the door. They literally knock each other over, just slamming out the door, which then as soon as they're outside, the chickens see them, and the chickens I lock up at night because of raccoons, so I've closed them in their barns, but they can see the dogs, so then they start up, bark, 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 like they just start going nuts, because they're like, how come the dogs are out, and we are not out, we want to be out, and I now have nine chickens. I have a couple generations of chickens. I have two old ones, three medium ones, Ugh, I don't know, we counted this morning and we do. We have nine chickens. The most recent are the two babies that came in the mail. And Peg, she is out there crowing half the time, but not very well. I'm telling you, it's more like, ah, I don't know if you're a rooster or not. I don't know if you know whether you're a rooster or not. I now have them just going nuts. And I really need them to be quiet because by now it's about seven o'clock and it's too early to have chickens making that much noise. So I run into the coop, open up each of their little doors. They come flying out to look for food. Oh, great. I forgot to get them food. So now they're looking at me like, hello, where's our food? So I have to close the chicken gate, see where the dogs are, 
leave them outside while I go into the garage. I don't care if the top is supposedly on tight for the chicken food. I kick that can and I shake it back and forth and start scooping up chicken food ever since the episode where I stuck my hand in and found a rat. Ew, ew, ew. I gather up the chicken food, go back out. Now I have a bunch of muddy-footed dogs that want to come back in. Plus, I now have Melly who says, well, I don't see any food happening quite yet, but maybe you'll drop some chicken crumbs on the way, so I guess I'll get up. Now I have four dogs outside, nine chickens, feed the chickens, pour their food in three different places. I put it in a long, skinny chicken feeder for the bantams, the little guys. I have this really pretty blue pottery dish on top of a bale of hay and fill with food for my middle-aged girls. And then there's Val. Oh, poor Val. The day that I got her, y'all, she smacked her head on a nail and had to have stitches. And I kid you not, she has never been the same. I don't know what that did to her poor little brain, but she's not quite right. Anyway, she has to have her food separate because she's very intimidated by the other hens. Make sure they have water done so I can leave them alone. So now I have chickens are quiet for a while. I've got four dogs because Melly has now come outside running around the backyard and it is so muddy. There are so many leaves on that lawn from our trees. The water is still standing in places on the grass because there was so much rain so quickly. And the leaves, you all, the leaves are brown and yellow. What color is dog poop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, brown and kind of yellow. Do you know how hard it is to look for poop in fallen leaves? It's so hard. I literally go out with two bags, like big bags, because now I've got five dogs pooping in the backyard and I have to walk in little tiny lines up one side, down the other, up one side, down the other. It takes about 20 minutes to make sure no poop is on the lawn that's going to be covered by the leaves because that is disgusting. Back inside we go, but oh no, no, they cannot come back in the regular glass door. I have to let them around the side of the house, in through the garage, and I've trained them to run up and down some kind of yucky carpeting I put in the garage just so they can wipe their feet. So Tess is the only one that knows the hand signal where I make like a circle in the air, and then I point to the side of the house and her ears go up and she takes off running because she knows I'm getting inside. Yay, I'm going to be first. She's like, she's like a competitive little first grader. She's like, yeah, 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 I'm going to be first. I'm going to be first. So she comes flying in the house. Everybody else takes a moment. Then they're like, oh, we're Tesco. And then they come flying around the corner into the, well, not into the house, but into the garage, which they are then running around smelling things, knocking things over, looking for the rat or rats. So they're running all over the place. I'm like, stop it, stop it. I wait till their feet are fairly not so muddy anyway. Let them back into the house, collect five different dog bowls, line them up on top of the washing machine, and then go, who gets what? Lincoln is so tiny. He literally only gets a quarter of a cup of food twice a day. I think that's what my son said. I don't really remember. He either said a half a cup or a quarter cup. I'm going with a quarter cup of food because I give him treats all day, which I'm not supposed to do either, but I do. Shh, quiet, don't tell. Lincoln has his little bit of food. 
its special food for tiny dogs. All the other dogs get the same kind of food, except Tess has to have food with water in it, because if she doesn't have water in it, she just goes, rum, 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 and she'll get a really bad stomach upset. Melly has to have the food in a special bowl that has like all these twists and turns and raised areas. It slows her down because she has to eat between the bumps. I tried doing it with Tess. Tess took one look at the bowl, smacked her paw in it so all the food flipped out and then ate the food off the floor. Melly has not figured that out and I better not have Tess showing her. Lou's food has to have water in it because I have to drop three kinds of medicine in her bowl and the water helps it taste better. She's so old, you all. She has to, I don't even know what I'm giving her. Honestly, all I know is if she doesn't have her pills in her food, she gets really sick. Zeke is so normal. He just has a little bit of food in a bowl. But now it's time to sort them all out. I mean, can you imagine feeding five dogs at a time in the same room? No, no way. I don't want a five dog brawl. How would I ever break that up? I don't know. I probably couldn't. So I take Lincoln and I take Zeke and Zeke literally, I'm not even kidding you all, practically is doing backflips across the room. He's so excited to get fed. He runs and he jumps on the rug in the hallway that is on hardwood and then surfs all the way down the hall. Bam! Now the rug is in a big mush and he runs into the guest room and he jumps and then he sits. He's like, food, food, food. I get my food. And then Lincoln is comes behind him and I quick put those two with their food bowls separated, but in the same room, close the door, run back over. I give Melly her food in a corner because if it's out in the middle of the floor, she'll just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until she's all the way in another room with her bowl of food. And I see if I can get Lou to wake up and I have to have Lou where I can see her because if I cannot see her, you all, every dog in the house is trying to get her food, which then they've had medicine and I don't know what it'll do to them. Then I let Tess back in and I tell Tess, go to place. Her place is a rug with a skid proof bottom. Otherwise, she'd go flying across the room. She plops herself down, sits there and gets her food. Now that's five dogs, everybody having their food. Lincoln and Zeke in the bedroom, Melly and Lou in the living room, and Tess in the kitchen. So finally, I get to my coffee, which is now cold which at some point you all sometimes I go, whatever, and I just drink it anyway. Once everybody's finished, I have to shove them all back outside again, but I have to keep an eye on Lincoln, and it's for the weirdest reason. We get a hawk, a hawk that's been coming and sitting in the backyard and thinking, huh, is he too big for me to grab and fly away with? Maybe, maybe not, but I'd sure like to try. So we really have to keep an eye out. Even when I sat down to do this episode, I heard, ah, ah, and it sits outside my window and it looks for Lincoln. So we really have to keep an eye on Lincoln when he's out. The other dogs, not so much other than I think Lincoln and Tess are working together because Tess has tried to dig under the neighbor's fence. I had to put huge blocks of cement because Lincoln can now fit into the neighbor's yard. I don't know what happens over in their yard, but I don't want him disappearing. Tess is digging a hole underneath the doghouse in the other side yard because I'm pretty sure there's possums under there and that will not end well. It's like you let them outside, but you never can really just ignore them. You have to pay attention before you do the come around to the garage, wipe your feet off, 
and come back in the house. Once they've come back in, Melly, she's 15, she goes and plops back down in her bed. Lou probably is still eating her food. I swear she eats it like one piece at a time. Thankfully, she also eats her medicine. She's like, oh, look, a little pink piece of food, and then she eats it up. She doesn't pay much attention to the difference between food and medicine. Thank goodness. So those two, they'll sleep most of the day. The other ones decide they're now in like playland, and Tess starts it. Honestly, she does. She chases everybody everywhere. Zeke sometimes gives up, runs back into the guest room, jumps on the bed, curls up in a ball, and says, don't see me. Oh, I haven't even told you about the cat. And the cat's name is Bachi. Bachi is a ragdoll kitty, which is a cat that acts a lot like a dog. It does not run from you. It eyes you like, are you in my way? Do you understand what I want? Once he hears all the dogs up, we'll start going, air. He doesn't really go meow. He just goes, eh. Do the dogs chase Bachi? No, they do not because Bachi will swat him in the face. Sometimes he'll sit on his back legs and just box. He'll go bam, 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 bam and hit him in the face like, get out of here. What What are you doing? Don't be bothering me. I'm Bachi. Bachi has a girlfriend. The cat's name is George that lives under the table out front. We'd always known about George, but he never really hung out at our house. But then when Catherine brought Bachi over the very first time, George appears. George is a Siamese cat with a crooked tail that he's had since he was born. It puts his balance off. He'll spend a really long time focusing on pouncing, but then when he pounces, he falls over. Whatever reason, Bachi has decided that George is the love of his life. And Bachi will run from my front window, his face smushed against the screen, and he'll be like, wow, and George is wow. And they'll talk back and forth and back and forth. Then George will disappear. Bachi will run to the front window in the dining room. If he jumps up and looks out that window, there is George. Well, now I have this little tiny Christmas tree in the front window. He has to finagle around the ornaments and around the tree to get to the window seal to smush his face against the screen and say hi to George. I built Bachi a Christmas wonderland. I knew he was coming all the way from Washington, D.C., so I wanted to make sure he had a nice something-something to keep him busy. So I put together a two-story cat house. It looks like a gingerbread house. It's so cute. It has this cat scratching material on the inside floors. So when he goes into his little hidey hole, he scratch, 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 and he feels very satisfied with himself. And it has two openings. So he will go in one opening and then he'll watch you go by. Sometimes you go by and he jumps out like, ha, gotcha, scared ya. And he does that to the dogs too. Not one of five dogs even thinks about messing with Bachi. So Bachi's routine is stroll down the hall in the morning, jump onto the kitchen sink and stare at the faucet. You have to turn the faucet on just the right amount and then let it run and he'll come over and just lick, 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 get his morning water and sometimes he'll slap it around. Oh my gosh. And then pretty much the rest of the day is trying to find your slippers, trying to find your boot, trying to find your other slippers, trying to find the wrapping paper, trying to take away the cardboard tube from Tess, making sure Tess doesn't smush 
Lincoln because I couldn't find Lincoln and Tess was literally <laughs> laying on top of Lincoln. And I knew somebody was under there. But Tess, come here. And when she got up, a- another whole dog walks out from under her. Nicholas and Sydney get back, what, another like five days? Ah, yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to rain all week. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm not walking these dogs. That's like they've all got harnesses. They all have special things to wear and do. Yeah, I'm a little worried about Christmas morning. I got them dog toys, a big box of new toys, two foot long stuffed dog bones, red and green and look like candy canes, an orange dinosaur and a bunch of other goofy toys. You can't just dump them on the floor or they get crazy, just like siblings. So I have to throw them in different rooms and then everybody's pretty happy. So Christmas morning, I do kind of dread this year because there's so many animals. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I heard somebody behind the Christmas tree yesterday. I went back there. It's Lincoln. He will unwrap the presents. So I've got Lincoln underneath the tree looking to unwrap presents. I really hope the kitty doesn't try to climb the tree. It's real pretty and it looks like a good climbing tree. Oh my gosh. Keeping everybody happy. Happy and occupied is a lot. That's what's happening in my world. Mm-hmm. Five dogs, nine chickens, and a cat. Ugh, I tell you, honestly, the chickens are the easiest thing right now. <laughs> they used to seem like a lot. Piece of cake. It's everybody else. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun Christmas morning. I'm sure I'll have stories to tell you about the dogs unwrapping everyone's presents, eating our Christmas food, you know, the usual craziness. Hopefully no more rat stories, though. Oh, my God, you guys. Have a wonderful rest of the week. See you later. Bye.